Hello and welcome to the very first episode of 2022 of the Sarai Montoya podcast. I pray your year is off to a great start. If this is your first time listening in, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to receive notifications right when new episodes are released. I also want to thank those who have shared and posted on social media and invited others to listen in. If the content has been helpful to you, if you wouldn't mind rating it and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to me. Okay, now let's dive into today's episode. Today, we will discuss what the gospel has to tell us about time management and discuss some practical ways to help create a more balanced lifestyle no matter how busy or what season of life you're in. Benjamin Franklin said, If you want something done, ask a busy person. I'll say that again. If you want something done, ask a busy person. Now, if you think about it, people with hectic schedules have by necessity gotten really good at estimating how long things take. If they take something on, it's because they've thought about how long it will take. They've looked at the amount of available time and they've probably calculated if it will work out. However, in this episode, when it comes to time management, I don't want us to focus on how we manage our time, but instead, how we manage ourselves. Are you living a life that you're happy and proud of? Are you living a life that reflects your true values? Do you spend most of your time doing what is important to you? Or do you spend most of your time doing what others want you to do? Perhaps you're in a season of life like me, where you have to do what others want because you're all they have. In my case, I'm referring to my two little toddlers, Em and little Sarai, who keep me on my toes, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. They are my babies and I am their mom. I know this season isn't going to last long, but while I'm in this season, I make the best of it. And I also make sure to fit other things that are also important to me. Reprioritizing key elements of your life can create a more balanced way to live and have a positive effect on overall well-being. Life isn't about being busy people, but about being productive and effective with the time God gives us. And by being good stewards of our time, we will be able to live a more balanced life, do more of what brings us joy, and more of what matters to us. But first, I think it's important that we understand the difference between priorities and demands. Priorities should include things that are important to you, that define who you are, things that you care about and want in your life. Demands, on the other hand, are what you do for others. So finding the right balance between these two things will be very different for everyone. But going too far in either direction can leave you tired, stressed, and feeling as though one particular area is taking over your life. If you are always doing things for others, you will eventually reach a point where you will be of no use to anyone. Therefore, making more time for your own thoughts and feelings can improve your physical, spiritual, and mental well-being. I have been asked many times, Sarai, how do you do it all? 
and I ask, what do you mean? And usually they say, well, how is it that you have time to work for Christian brigades, do other ministries, be a wife, a mom to two toddlers, and still have time to exercise and connect with God daily? So I want to share five ways to help you feel more in balance with yourself. Number one, start your day with God. I start my day with God by studying the Bible, praying, and asking Him to give me a word each day. If you start your day with God, everything else will flow smoothly. Matthew 6.33 tells us, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Mark 1.35 also tells us, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Here we see how Jesus would prioritize his connection with God before he served others. If you're struggling to find time with God, try getting up earlier than normal. If you do that, I promise that you won't ever skip a day with God if you put Him first. Number two, I usually think of time as 168 hours and not 24-hour days. This is an awesome technique for taking charge of your time in order to avoid the 24-hour trap. We often think that a balanced life has to occur within a 24-hour day, maybe Monday through Thursday. But what about Friday through Sunday? That's almost the second part of the week. Perhaps you didn't really think about it that way, so it's possible to do things you most want to do in life in one given week if you avoid the 24-hour trap and instead take the whole week into account when assessing your life. Many people consciously choose to work longer some days and less others. Any given 24 hours might not be balanced, but the 168-hour week as a whole can be balanced. So don't force yourself to get all your priorities done in one given day, and instead think 168 hours. For example, if you work 40 hours a week and sleep 8 hours a day, that leaves you at 72 hours for other things. Now, if you work part-time, which is about 25 hours a week and sleep 8 hours a night, that means you have 87 hours available for other activities. If you were to track your time for one normal week, you would discover that you are spending far more hours with your family or non-work-related tasks than you probably thought. If you're interested in understanding this 168-hour week model, uh, there's a couple books that I would check out. The first one is I Know How She Does It. And the second one is What the Most Successful People Do on the Weekends. And both of these books are written by Laura Vanderkam. Both books will help you take a peek at hundreds of people's time logs and their strategies in order to carry out major careers and still have weekly family time and volunteer and live a life outside of work. I will link these books in the show notes if you would like to check them out later on. So point number three, to help you feel more in balance with yourself. Instead of creating a to-do list, Create a daily timed calendar. I usually have my day layout from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yours can be a little different, but using your time calendar allows you to see the day laid out by hour, helping you visualize the flow of your day, and it forces you to think 
your work from task to time units. Sometimes putting limited time to each activity pressures you to stay focused during that block time so that you're able to stay on track with other fun plans and personal goals that you have for your day. So working in these time blocks, it really does help you focus and eliminates distractions such as checking your emails, text messages, or social media. You can schedule time for that in your day too, but just don't check it during your blocked focused hours just so that you make sure you get the things that are important to you first. Number four, identify when you have the most energy and get your hardest tasks done during that time. I prioritize my morning devotionals and prayer before anything else in my day and that's usually followed by a morning run. Point number five to help you feel more in balance with yourself. Establish non-negotiables in your day. If there are certain things you prefer to get done daily versus weekly, then establishing non-negotiables in your day will help you get them done no matter what else you have going on. But you have to identify those non-negotiables based on your values and be sure to share them with your family so that they can support you with them. Having time assigned to those non-negotiables makes it easier for your family to know when to expect them too. My kids, when they see me put on my running shoes, they already know where I'm off to. Sometimes my little one says, Mommy, you're gonna go run? and they already know what's next. <laughs> Lastly, one of the things that I really look forward to in my day is reading to my kids every time at bedtime. And that really makes me feel that I'm doing a good job as a mom because even though if I had a very busy day and maybe I didn't get to spend much time with them, um, I am able to put into sleep. We have a time to reflect. I teach them um, different stories. We get to talk about our day. And it's just such a special time that I get to connect and bond with them during that time. So some questions you can ask yourself to identify your non-negotiables. You can ask, what are the activities that energize my body, my mind, and my soul in a given day? And number two, what is one thing I must get done for work on a given day that will give me a sense of accomplishment? And number three, what is the one thing I must get done for my family on a given day that will bring me joy? So those are just a couple reflection questions. And, you know, knowing your personal limits and the things that bring you joy really will make a difference to help you create that balance in your life. Perhaps you're doing everything in your power to do and be the best you can and you still feel like it's not enough. Unexpected situations perhaps have arrived in your life and it has put your personal plans and goals on hold. Or perhaps you're in a season in life where you wish there were more hours in a day so that you can do more of what you want. But let's see what the Bible has to tell us about time and how we should embrace the current season we are in. Ecclesiastes 3 says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep 
and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. In this portion of scripture, King Solomon tries to explain that man cannot master time and thus we cannot control the timing of events in our lives. Seasons come and seasons go, and we must simply learn to embrace the events of life as they are ordained for us. We are told that we must learn how to navigate through the trials and tribulations of our life, and we must give thanks to God as each event comes from God. We need to see our situation as a gift, a lesson from God, to make us better versions of ourselves. When we read Ecclesiastes chapter 3, we can infer that Solomon was frustrated with his inability to master the clock, just as many of us probably have felt before. The list Solomon provides is not a to-do list for our life. Solomon is just explaining what life looks like by sharing opposites. He explains that all of life from one extreme to the other in life are all ordained by God. He also moves through our life's experiences, emotions, and agriculture. He also talks about embracing people. He also talks about losing and keeping possessions. He says that there will be time for everything, but you don't get to pick. God is the one who will ordain it. Solomon makes the idea that we have no control over our agenda. Solomon is trying to tell you that you can't master time. And time is always running away from you. Most people are always beaten by the clock. There are never enough hours in a day. And we are consciously frustrated by time. We have no control over the timing of when events occur in our life. Only God knows. When you understand that time is only managed by God, you will be able to navigate your days and the seasons of life in a way that honors the Lord. When you understand that the Lord has ordained a period of grief, that which you would not have chosen, you will grieve well. When you understand that you are in a time of weeping and you may not have planned the time of that weeping, you will weep well. When God gifts you with the time of laughter and love, you will acknowledge it as a gift from Him and you will love well. There's times of incredible blessings and there's times of sorrow. Our inability to master time makes us cling to God. God does it so that people will fear Him. As the clock ticks, you realize that there is a God who has a solution to your problems. God wants us to stop worrying about the clicking of the clock and focus on worshiping Him. He wants us to acknowledge every hour that we have as a gift from Him. He wants you to embrace the life and the current season that He has given you. Don't compare yourself to how much others are doing. Instead, focus on how much time and energy you are devoting in worship to God. I love how the first verse tells us that 
There is a time for everything under heaven. So now that we've looked at both perspectives, the practical and the biblical, what is your heart telling you? If you are thinking of rebalancing your life but are unsure how to begin, you could start by asking yourself these questions. Are you embracing your current season the way God wants you to embrace it? Are you being graceful with yourself? How are you prioritizing God in your day? What kind of person is God calling you to be? Does your weekly schedule reflect the person you desire to be? These are just a few reflection questions to consider. If you need to rearrange your priorities in life, it's important to reflect and be honest with yourself. Once you know what your heart most desires, bring it to God and start making changes. Even small changes will make a difference so that every day you can get closer in alignment to your goals, but most importantly, in alignment to who God is calling you to be. Remember to scale back on low priority tasks and events and focus more on the people and projects that really matter. And that includes you. Give them your attention, your energy, and your love. So this week, I want to challenge you to take a look at your priorities and time. Your priorities guide you in making decisions. You don't have unlimited time in life. How you spend each day becomes your life. So one way you can analyze your time is by creating a time log with 30-minute increments. That will help you track all your daily tasks and activities for one given week. Once you have logged the completed week, you will be able to analyze where you are spending your time. Be sure to log everything from sleep to chores and commutes. After you log for one week, go ahead and analyze it and see if it reflects your values. As you reflect, you may realize that perhaps you may need to cut back on TV, social media in order to start that new project you've been wanting to do. Or perhaps you need to leave work early once a week in order to make time for people that matter most in your life. Whatever modifications you need to do, it's up to you. Every hour counts. Adjust based on your priorities and values. My desire for you is that after this assignment, you can realize that you do have time to connect with God and with yourself. Before you go, I want to say a special prayer for you. Dear God, thank you for your word today. May we respond rightly to the ticking of the clock. May we be good stewards of the time you give us each day. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. May we seek you first above anything else. May we be grateful for how you ordain every season of life according to your perfect character. Lord, at this moment, I pray for my listeners and all that is ahead of them. You know it perfectly, Lord. May they navigate those seasons, seasons of joy and happiness, seasons of much sorrow and sadness. May they navigate them well, knowing that they come from your hand. Lord, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me on today's episode and giving yourself this space to join in on the Sarai Montoya podcast. 
To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, visit saraimontoya.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at sarai underscore Montoya. And before you go, make sure to subscribe so that you may receive notifications right when new episodes are released. Lastly, I do have a quick favor to ask. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, I hope you'll let me know by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. I'd love to read your reviews. Reviews let Apple know that great listeners like yourself enjoy the show and that helps us expand our reach. So thank you so much. I pray that this podcast truly empowers you to become a better version of yourself, but most importantly, the person God has called you to be. I look forward to talking to you next time.